Hello, and welcome to another edition of Community Conversations. My name is Jim Storer. I'm founder of the Community Roundtable, and I'm excited to be here with my capable co-host, Shannon Abram. Shannon. We are so excited to be here today. We are recording on a gorgeous, sunny Thursday from Boston, Massachusetts, and we have a brand new guest with us. Hi, Michael. Hello. How's it going? I am fantastic. We're having a great day. I would love if you could, for our audience, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you work, and then the kind of community you work with. Sure. So my name is Michael Watkins, Jr. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, born and raised there. I think it's the greatest city in the world. You can fight me on that. The Wire is a fantastic show. You should watch it, et cetera, et cetera. I work at Research Innovations in Alexandria, Virginia. They are a government contractor, tech company, software company that does stuff with military folks, the government folks. And I manage the internal community here at RII with our engineers, our people, HR, that kind of stuff. So more of uh, making sure the company is happy and a good, well-oiled machine when it comes to satisfaction. I'm going to dive right in. I, I want to acknowledge that your team recently won a community leadership award at CR Connect this year. It was for community MVP. So congratulations on that. Thank you. And we know that your organization has created a new community team in 2022 to develop and guide corporate community growth across the globe. Can you talk a little bit more about how that development has impacted your community efforts there? Yeah. So the community is community team is very, very new. Like you said, it was 2022. And I'm actually new to this kind of community management. So I have a gaming background. Used to be a little bit of a professional gamer. Used to do a little bit of organization around community, around certain games. And so coming here with a new community team, I don't know anything about military stuff. I don't know anything about government stuff. I just saw something and thought it would be cool to like do. And so coming here and being able to work with Helen Chen, she's an amazing person, and work alongside her and just learning more about community stuff has been fantastic. And I think coming here just with the community that we work with, there are a lot of engineers, so they're very shy. They're very quiet. They're very reserved, right, to themselves. And ironically, gamers can be the same way, right? So being able to kind of take that experience from the gaming world into here has been fantastic. And the amount of stuff that we've done when it comes to just getting people on the, on the, the same track has been great. So I'm more of the community engagement kind of person. And so I'll be the person that's like, hey, you know, come to this happy hour or like, hey, you like Star Wars. Let's talk about Star Wars, that kind of thing, setting up events. And we've kind of had a fantastic year, I would say, when it comes to not necessarily post-pandemic, but coming out of the pandemic and getting people back to the office and then dealing with remote people and people that are here and getting people together and stuff like that. So we've been throwing events across the United States, even across the globe just trying to get people that work at RAI to kind of connect with each other and, and feel like an actual community. Happy hours are a fantastic and easy way to get people to kind of connect with each other, especially engineers, because then they start talking and go like, oh, I, I wouldn't have talked to you otherwise, but now I know that you're a cool person. You like some of the same things that I like, but I wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for this beer, mic, which is great. And then stuff like axe contests with different offices and stuff like that. So we've done a lot from the employee engagement side just to make sure that they are having a fun time, that they love being here. And so we actually just finished Onesie Tuesday Observed on a Wednesday, which is where most people around the company uh, work in a onesie. And so little fun things like that get people engaged and 
really help people kind of stay motivated and go, hey, like you feel loved. So I'm going to do my job very well. I have so many questions based on what you just shared. And so first of all, I, I would love to know what you were a professional gamer in. That sounds incredible because Shannon and I both reacted at the same time uh, when you said that. And then I'm also fascinated by this onesie Wednesday. And what was your latest onesie? I used to be a professional gamer in the game called Soul Calibur 6. It is a fighting game. Fighting games, if you're familiar with like Mortal Kombat, or Tekken or Street Fighters, kind of like that genre of games. During the pandemic, even before the pandemic a little bit, was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Gaming was something that was fun to me and gaming is kind of on the rise as far as a career. Decided to try it. Was fun for the first two years, but when your passion becomes your job, you're kind of like, eh, do I really want to do this? It's like not as fun because I use video games to kind of like enjoy myself and escape. So having life depend on whether I did well or not was, uh, it was very draining and the money was not there. So that is my ploy of don't be a professional gamer. But I did, I wore a penguin. I like penguins. Penguins are great, cool animals. And I had a penguin. I had choices of like a penguin, a dragon, duck, a bear, but a penguin matched my shoes. <laughs> so That's amazing. I decided to wear a penguin. I think we're going to need to get a photo of that to put with the podcast for folks so they yeah. get that visual. Sure. I've got photos. I, I got you if you want one. And we also need to recognize Helen Chen. You mentioned Helen and how she's helped you kind of grow into that that role. And I think we've been working with Helen for, for many years and seeing her continue to evolve in her role as a, it's almost like she's a community Jedi. You used a Star yes. Wars reference earlier, but she really, she's a Jedi master. Yes. I can talk about her for hours. I think she's just a fantastic person, fantastic friend, fantastic person to to work with and just learn from. I think it's our dynamics really cool because we're we're a lot of, we're on the same page about a lot of things, which is really great. But also she's just got like a wealth of experience and a wealth of knowledge that I get to kind of just take from and just learn from her. But also I get to teach a little bit of, of, of thinking from the younger generation too right? There is a little generation gap. And so it's nice to be able to see things from both worlds and the way that we work together is pretty magical, I would say. And I've been blessed to have an opportunity to work with her and get to know her. And she's helped my community journey like tremendously. I think I don't think I would be the person who I am in the community space if she wasn't there a hundred percent. I mean, I'm always happy to meet another member of the Helen Chen fan club because <laughs> she's just I, I feel like we actually talk about her on this podcast all the time. She's just, she's wonderful. 100%. Uh, you mentioned it a little bit about how you like to focus on community engagement. You mentioned some of the programs you do. And then in talking to you and in talking to Helen at Connect this year, you have so many interesting programs that other companies, I haven't heard them run. So I would love if you could share some of, not even maybe the most successful, but your favorite programs to give other community people some ideas. Sure. Well, if you don't have happy hours, you should do happy hours. It's great. It's very easy, very low maintenance, and it will be probably better than you expect. Some of our programs, we have a lunch program for folks in the offices, just allow people to kind of give them a reason to come to the office. Because nowadays with pandemic and everything and People are like, I don't want to leave my office because I gotten so used to work from home. But if you do come in the office, you know, you kind of get a benefit of, hey, we're going to pay for your lunch. And it's great. And that happens every single week. Some of the pro other programs we have, like I mentioned, axe throwing, we have uh, we bought every single office an axe throwing kit. So that way they can have their own plastic axe throwing thing in the office. And we had a contest about it, too, which is fantastic. We are a bunch of nerdy engineers here. 
And so do things like celebrate Pi Day, which is on March 14th, 3.14. And not only do we bring in Pi, we have people showcase their Raspberry Pi projects, right? And I think a lot of a lot of our programs are catered towards our audience. We have a lot of nerdier engineers. So if we get them a chance to show their geek side, uh, they take it every single time. We've got Nerf guns in the office that may or may not have been fired a couple of minutes ago. Just different things that people can kind of get into. Obviously, we're, we're working on things like ERGs and things like that to kind of the more serious things. But a lot of, a lot of people here, I think that they're into, we've got for cyber folks, they do a 5K every year. So those folks are connected. Different places have different picnics that they kind of go to. And even for the geolocation. So because we're getting up there, we're a smaller company, but it's it's still a decent chunk of people. We'll have things for folks that are in concentrated areas. So one of the big things is Colorado is an area that we're growing in. And so there's a bunch of people there. And so actually just recently, I think about a week ago, I was in Colorado to meet those folks and to have them in a gathering to kind of see how they were doing and, and have the temperature of their happiness. And it was, it was great. It was fantastic. I got, to, I got to go to Colorado and see a real mountain for the first time. Cause you're on the East coast, you see like mountains, but they're not real mountains until you go to like an actual place that has actual mountains, right? And that's just me. But just going out there to see how they were doing was was fantastic and keeping them up to date about what's going on, what we have in store has been great. And then we also do a little bit of educational stuff too, right? So right now our platform is Slack and not everyone understands how to do how to use Slack. So we'll have programs kind of be like, hey, I'll teach you how to use Slack. I'll teach you how to do this, et cetera, et cetera, and things like that. So um, that's just like a little bit of the programs and things that we do here. I do a lot more, but... I could sit here all day and talk to you about them. And I, I could do that if I remember them, but I don't remember all of them off, off the top of my head. So I don't think they're paying you to recruit people, but you're fantastic at it. Maybe they are paying you to recruit people. <laughs> Truly, like, I love my job. And I don't know if I'm in the, like the Nerf gun stage of my career anymore, mm-hmm. but it makes me want to be. It really does. Well, yeah, I was thinking I, about... Nerf guns and and if a battle broke out at the office, I think I'll have Michael on my team given his uh, history in gaming. Yeah, you know I've got there's I've got I've got you covered. Trust me, I've got the I know where the <laughs> ammo is. I got you covered. So, kind of thinking about your team and other folks that are out there listening are, you know, building out their community teams. I wonder if you've got advice as a new community team is coming together on how they can really make a difference at their organization. I mean, it sounds like kind of engaging with the population is is one of your key attributes, but I'd love to hear more. I think when it comes to just being successful, I think one from the back end, you got to have a structured plan in place, right? I think doing something without structure is difficult. And I think just understanding what you want to do and, and, and figuring out how you want to do it is, is the most important. And the second part is you got to just do stuff, right? I think a lot of a lot of the times people get worried about doing it right and doing it like perfect the first time. And that's not necessarily the case all the time. But the thing that I've learned is that if you do something and get it wrong, that's okay because now you have the tools to get it right. And that's so important. That's kind of the model that we live by here at RII, especially Helen and I. We just like to do stuff and go, oh, that, that stuck. Okay, cool. Why did it stick? This didn't stick. Okay, why did it not stick, right? And even through those ways, if you're not a, a people person or you don't like to kind of mingle with, with folks, that is another way to get to know your audience as well. Understanding what, what they do, what, what they like, what they don't like. 
et cetera, et cetera. I think that's super important to just kind of get out there and just start trying things. I'm not saying like you have to build Rome in a day, right? Because that's not how this works. But just don't be afraid to don't be afraid to fail and, and go like, oh, that was a bad idea. Okay, now I from that experience, I now know what can work. Or this was a fantastic idea. Let's keep doing that. And then just understanding your audience and getting to know like the company and the people that are here. From the moment I joined, they were like, yeah, these people are nerdy. You got to do some extra legwork to get them. And really all I had to do was just go, oh, you like Chewbacca. We had someone wear a Chewbacca onesie. That's why I bring up Star Wars. But it's like, oh, you like Star Wars? Yeah, I like Star Wars. This is my favorite episode. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, like it's it's interesting and it's it's crazy how even the quietest, quietest of engineers can start talking when you find a topic that they're interested in, right? And that goes for everyone. And so having a structured plan or idea, once you have that, being not afraid to kind of go in between the lines and just kind of just try things and then continue to get to know people that you are kind of serving, right? I think of when it comes to community management, I think of it as I'm serving people. I'm, I'm My job is to make their lives easier. My job is to make their, their time here fun, right? And so kind of having that mindset kind of puts me in a way of like, okay, what do they need? What do they not need, et cetera, et cetera. And it kind of helps me understand them better and do my job better. I think that's such great advice because you hear people say like, you need to meet your community where they are. And I think a lot of the times they mean like, oh, if they're on LinkedIn, you should be on LinkedIn or whatever. But you're doing that in a much more profound and empathetic way saying like, how can I connect with you as a human? And then that you can use those connections to then help improve the jobs they're doing. And I just think that's something that everyone needs to hear. Yeah, I think I've kind of always thought of people as human beings. I mean, everyone's human being, right? But even in the gaming world, people kind of, it's a, it's a very foreign concept of people are treated by their skill or people are treated by what they do. But I don't know, like, do you get hungry? I get hungry. I, people get hungry. So you are a human just like me, right? So let's connect on that level. Like, even if it's talking about like, what did you have for breakfast today? That's something Now I know what you like. And maybe you have something that I, that I don't like. So then I can make fun of you for it. And that's how the connection starts. I'm always hungry, Michael. So yes, you could <laughs> literally always thinking about my next meal. What you've done in a short amount of time is so incredible. I would love to hear what are you and the team thinking about 2024 is right around the corner, which is terrifying. What are you guys thinking about for the future? For the future, we've got more people coming to the company. The company's growing at a very, very good rate. And so looking at connecting with more folks that are remote and those geolocations and also focusing on the folks that live in the middle of nowhere, because those people do exist too. And trying to figure out better ways to kind of connect with them and make them feel like it's home for them. Community platform is something that we we're looking at in 2024. Right now, Slack is great. It's not a good community platform or a community platform period, really. So looking to kind of migrate into something in 2024, we just had a summit with our team just to kind of figure out what we want to do for 2024 and how we can better help the organizations that work with us, the organizations that don't work with us and things like that. So that's a little snapshot. We kind of want to do more events, got some feedback that folks really do like this idea of a picnic. And I say picnic, but I went to a football game in Texas and that was their picnic. And if you know anything about Texas, everything's bigger in Texas, just like the football. It was an insane experience. So just continuing to kind of meet people where they are, just continuing to connect with the community, I think is the, is the, 
the main way. And hopefully 2024 is a good year. Got to streamline some processes, make them better and giving more folks the opportunity to start things up themselves. I think one of the things that is as community managers, we tend to feel like we have to do everything. But if you give people the structure to be like, hey, I want to run this group. Hey, I want to do this and give them the ability to do so. It makes them happy and it makes our lives easier. So just kind of those things, I think, are the, the big goals for 2024. I think I can speak for both Shannon and I and, and just say that we're available for the next picnic in Texas. That sounds uh, like a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, you want to come, come by, <laughs> feel free. So we're we're kind of getting near the uh, the tail end of the podcast. And at the end of these, we'd love to go a little bit more casual. And we've got a series of questions we like to ask is in a speed round type format. So I'll kick it off with Team Dog or Team Cat. Cat. Cat, 100%. 100% cat. Oh, amazing. I, I'm team dog right now. I used to be team cat. I had a cat. I got my first cat two years ago. Never looked back. I like you didn't even hesitate. And your cat appreciates that about you. <laughs> I mean, it's her house. I'm just living in it. So I got <laughs> So you know your place. That's really yeah. important. Yes. You know who's in charge. What are you binging right now? Right now I'm binging. I don't know if folks are aware of Invincible, the TV show, the comic book show on Amazon Prime. I have not watched it yet. And I saw the first episode because season two was coming out. And I was like, this has to be the best first episode I've seen in a long time. So Invincible is the thing that I'm into right now. Amazing. I was told about The Bear, which is uh, on Hulu. And we're almost finished with that. And so it's been it's been a fun ride. During the pandemic, we all we're forced to work from home and some of us continue to work from home. And I wonder if you've got a favorite work from home hack. Favorite work from home hack. Getting up and turning on my laptop two minutes before I need to be. <laughs> I don't know if that's a hack. I guess it's just like a, yeah. a cool thing. But I, I do have a nice, since, you know, gaming, I have a nice setup at my house. So being able to kind of have, it's like I have four monitors. So I'm like a hacker man kind of thing. I don't know if that's an actual hack, but I do I do like being able to just go, boop, okay, I'm good. Let's go. Not very many people can kind of just get up and go. So I, that's my hack, I guess, get better rest or sleep. I'm once again jealous. I have two small children and they rise with the sun. It's horrible. Ah, and my cat does too. Yeah, see? Uh, so I, I totally understand. <laughs> what is your favorite dessert? Ooh, cookies, cookies and milk or vanilla ice cream with a warm brownie underneath. Love that Ooh. every time. Creme brulee is very good. Now you hit my wheelhouse. I love the creme brulee is one of my favorite desserts as well. I uh, any flan, flan is good. I like anything green tea related. Uh, and green tea is not a dessert, but macaroons are. And right. so there's like green tea macaroons or like a green tea mochi. It's just amazing. Well, you hit a lot of highlights there. I, I'm <laughs> like, I think I might need to uh, go out for lunch slash dessert later. Yeah. Uh, me too. I, I will join you on that. <laughs> What's your community superpower? Community superpower is I tend to have the ability to get along with everyone, which is weird. I tend to just be happy-go-lucky and go, okay, cool. This is what you need to do. Okay, cool. This is what you need to do. And build connections with people that are like, how did you talk to that guy? I don't understand how that person works. And I go, I don't know. I just let him talk. Just ask questions about him. So I guess that's my community superpower. I mean, it also sounds like maybe you're just a good person. Like, I, feel like... I, I try to be. I try to be. <laughs> Yeah, not everyone does, though. That's like yeah. something important to remember. That's fair. Who or what is your inspiration in your community work? I don't necessarily have 
a specific inspiration in my community work. I think that I kind of got into community work because in life, I've had people come find me and mentor me and, and, and help me out of the blue because they saw something in me. And so my goal is to just give back in any way that I can. And so for me, doing community work and community management is a way that I can give back to a lot of people, but also get to build relationships with them just as people have done to me. And I truly wouldn't be the same person that I am today without those people impacting me in my life. And so I hope that in my community journey, I get to impact someone the way that I've been impacted throughout life. Amazing. It sounds like you're super busy and it sounds like it's super fun to work with you and where you are. I just, I want to thank you for taking the time to chat with us this morning. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I had a fun time. (laughs) 